Oh, checky check check. Hey kids, we're live. It's too early. Too fucking early in the morning for this bullshit. Let me pause it. There we go. There we go. Come on. Why is this still playing? Hang on. We got technical difficulties here, guys. Why is it still playing? Hang on. There it is. There it is. Again, you guys don't know this, but um, in order to stay attention to the uh, chat room, I have to open up the video live, which then plays in my ears, which you can't hear. Then I got to fuck around and go back. Now I got to go back to the, there we are. There's a live screen. How you kids doing? Uh, happy Tuesday. It's the Older Brother podcast. It's too early in the morning for this shit, people. Way too early. Hang on. I'm going to give you some ASMR. Oh, that is not hot enough. That is, it's very good tea, but it's not hot enough. I have, honest to God, Twitter is, I, I just logged in. I was going to talk about Adam Piggott. <clears throat> he laid down an argument for me, a challenge for me, because we have a, a, a true disagreement. And um, what I'm going to demonstrate, what he and I are going to demonstrate, is that two gentlemen can have uh, completely opposing uh, differences in views. And it doesn't have to become drama. Uh, we can actually have a actual intellectual discussion and a discourse, a disagreement to constructively find out where the solution lies. But at the same time, I log in. Kind of happy. Kind of happy. Because it's a cloudy, rainy day out here in the Twin Cities. And uh, I got a tweet that's going viral. And... I am not joking. I mean, the, 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 fine, guys, retweet, bring me on the hate. If we want to do a repeat of uh, where I did, um, what was it, Mad Max and the Feminist Superdome, if this tweet actually goes viral, which it looks like it is, you guys have got, I, I, I don't know, what the, you guys have really... Gotta loosen up. Um, it's Gay Pride Month, which I'm not against. Again, you guys know I'm pro-gay marriage. <laughs> I'm all for gay rights. I'm very libertarian. Like, go. I just don't like politics shoved in my face all the fucking time. And so then there's a picture here. Somebody sent it to me. It's Target. I, and I rarely shop at Target. I, I'll go to Walmart anytime. And Target is like, take pride. It's pictures. It's rainbows. And it's like, dude. And this is my tweet. This is my tweet. I said, fuck you, Target. I just want some goddamn shoes. And that's it. That's all I said. Again, official stance. You guys know who I am. You guys know my policy on, on uh, non-binary is the simplest way to catch all. We don't have to go through the 48 flavors of gender. But man, did the, did the I guess, non-binary crowd just, they hate my guts. And I'm on their side. And they cannot delineate. They're so addicted to their politics and their their traits, not their accomplishments or achievements or their, the thing in their skull. It's just, well, who do I like to have sex with? They cannot delineate between a political position and my hatred of companies putting politics into just fucking shopping. I mean, I'd be just as pissed off if uh, if they started promoting conservative values or Republican values or Christian values. You know, when I go to Target, 
which is rare nowadays. You know, when I go to a store, when I go to Walmart, I just want to buy my fucking shit. I don't want, I got politics every fucking minute of my life. I don't need to hear it anymore. And this is why I like Dunkin' Donuts. Dunkin' Donuts came out with that tweet saying, we, we do not, we don't care about politics. We don't. We just want to serve you donuts and coffee. I'm like, thank you. I just want my donuts and coffee. Thank you very much. And apparently, uh, what would the word be? The zealots or the ideologues? It's uh, the fanatics. That's what it is. It really is the fanatics. They cannot delineate between me saying, hey, get your fucking politics out of here, whatever stripe, and just let me buy the goddamn shoes, and they take it as a personal affront. And it's going viral, guys. Like every time, let me refresh this. Let me refresh this. Uh, well, maybe, maybe, did it stop? Maybe it stopped. I don't know. Um, <laughs> there are people rightly picking on me for, for buying shoes at Target. I'll grant you guys that. Um, my gosh, the, uh, the group of people that have nothing else to do. This is, this is what I wake up to. This is the big deal. This is what's good. I said there was a gal. Yeah, here we go. Four more notifications. There was a gal at the airport that was Amish or Mennonite. I don't know. And she just happened to have no tattoos, was wearing a dress. I'm like, well, she's the best looking one here, which is a testament to how ugly all the other gals are here because every other gal had tattoos and was fat and nose piercings and all that. That went viral. This is going to go viral. This is what goes viral. And, and of course, they don't respond to anything that I said. Uh, it's, it's sad. It really is sad that this is what the masses get, get their sand and their vaginas over. Is that I just want to go to a store without politics. And they take personal offense and umbrage. Even when I'm on their side. Even when I am. Which is, which is kind of scary where it's like, okay, yeah, here's five new notifications. No, we're not going to worry about it. How many how many retweets do I got? That this is this is the uh it's it's not it's no longer about gay rights. It's no longer about the right for non-binary people simply to have the same rights, marriage, legal, um property right, everything else under the law of marriage. It's no longer about that. It's just a bunch of people looking to be constantly offended. Holy cow, 147 replied. And it'd be pointless for me to even like tweet out like, hey, you do know I'm like pro-gay rights, right? That wouldn't matter because it's the gay rights doesn't matter to them. It's taking constant offense. Look at this, 910. <laughs> oh my God. Well, 234 people like it, I guess. I bet you there's some gay people in there too who like are sick and tired of it. There's, there's two types. I'll, I'll tell you this because again, the talented Mr. Lee, uh, who happens to be homosexual, my best friend. Um, and he was talking about, it. he was talking about how there's like, Hey guys, oh my goodness. Hello. And, and, and that's, that's the uh, <clears throat> comical. That's the stage homosexual or gay guy that gets out there. Um, 
And then it makes you really wonder like, okay, are, are you, are you gay? Cause you actually are attracted to the same sex or is it, uh, is it something that you choose as a lifestyle because it gives you value and maybe you aren't gay. You're one of the two. Cause there's a lot of gay people out there who are not the, you know, they're not wearing boas. They're not wearing assless chaps. They're normal, regular people. They just happen to like the same sex. Oh my God. Is this what's good? Is this what this is what makes news, huh? This is this is the People magazine. My goodness. A thousand comments. By the time I'm done with this podcast, it's gonna be a thousand comments. <laughs> I'm like and I'm on their team. <laughs> oh my God. I guess, I guess if this, if this is what, if this is, to, if this is what's going to upset thousands of people today. Oh man. Um, <clears throat> yeah. 12. Holy shit. It just keeps going guys. It just keeps going. Oh, all right. Let's get out of Twitter. I really, I don't have time to worry about that. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you guys are offended. I really am sorry you're offended. Um, let's quickly go into the chat room, see who's here, make sure nobody made any donations. Uh, we got 18 people watching. Thanks for tuning in, guys. I know it's like. Uh, short order here. We got uh, Sast one too many. Cappy, it's twelve twenty Eastern. Yes, it is. It is that time uh, there. Good morning, Aaron says. Cop with cuffs. Juan Cabrera, shout out from San Francisco. Hello, Juan. Uh, David C says get they get that dopamine rush from the virtue signaling. I I can't disagree more. I uh, no, I can't. I cannot agree more. I'm sorry. I could not disagree more. You uh, you're correct. Guns and poker. Thoughts on Rolo getting the boot from the Red Man group? I have no idea what's going on. I have no idea what's going on. I talked about that before where it's sad that um, people on our team just can't keep it together. Um, I trust Rolo absolutely, obviously. Um, it's kind of like they kicked out St. Paul of the New Testament. Like, we got this, this new Bible, the New Testament, but we got rid of St. Paul. I'm like, didn't he kind of write half the damn shit? Isn't he kind of like the main guy? Uh, and Atham, good old Percival, the most reliable, our good buddy. Atham, Jesus Christ, man. Didn't you just get off a shit in your work, a uh, shift in your working now? Murray Sacito, how you doing, Murray? We know you, regular contributor here over at the Cappy Podcast. Um, let me do this. Uh, I got to reheat this tea, and then we're going to talk to Adam Piggott because Adam Piggott laid down a challenge. I don't know if you guys know Adam Piggott. Um, Pushing Rubber Downhill. Uh, also, it's a website, pushingrubberdownhill.com. And then uh, Pushing Rubber Downhill, the book, which is a mandatory read, I would say, for every young man or old man out there. It is the documentary on the transitioning of a young man or young boy into uh, a true man. It's a good book. But I'm going to heat up this tea. I'll get back. If you want to do your super chats, get them in now because it's going to be a short one and a ba 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 boobity boo. Or as Adam Piggott would say, rah, 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 rah.
I was hanging out with the nieces the other day and they were watching uh Sesame Street and um they had because uh, they have such a backlog or not backlog but they have such a uh, canon of work I don't think they have to really work all that because they, they got some great classic pieces that would teach kids a lot of things and one of my favorite ones I remember I was watching as a little four-year-old in the 70s was the one where Burton Ernie are in the uh, Egyptian pyramids and there's a tomb and there's a, a sarcophagi that looks like Bert and a sarcophagi that looks like Ernie. And then Bert goes away and then uh, Ernie's all scared and he starts singing rubber ducky. And then the sarcophagi that looks like Ernie starts singing with him and tap dancing. And like Bert, Bert, he was singing and dancing and he's a great dancer. Bert. Bert. As you get older, you start to sympathize a little bit more with Bert where it's like, yeah, it's just nut job, Ernie. He's he's not you know he, he he's just not cutting it eh, you know maybe maybe Ernie maybe that's what they'll do in Sesame Street is the Ernie will have like ADD or Asperger's or autism and like it's perfectly fine and then uh, oh geez Bert everybody has autism yeah uh -huh, right Bernie or Ernie much better much better All right, let's go take a look at the super chats if there are any. None. Good. All right. That means I can get out of here soon. This may not be a long one. Chad is, uh, Chad's busy. He's going to hang out with the guys. He has the Chicago group of guys um, that he hangs out with. And he's going to, I think they're going to the Trump. I think they're going to the Trump. They're going to all hang out. Be cool. I wish I could. Oh, man. That's the one thing I like about Chicago. I know everybody, Chicago is, they should on Chicago, as you rightly should, the politics of this and that. But, um, that town just does attract some the, the the top quality Americans in terms of caliber and character and fun. I mean, it it's just oh, I envy him. He gets to hang out with all those cool guys, the dentist, the uh, the union worker. I can't say their actual names because I'm not supposed to say their actual names. The cop. I could point out Marcus Brown. Everybody knows Marcus Brown. We know Marcus Brown. Haven't seen Marcus Brown in a while. I gotta see Marcus. be good to see him um <clears throat> all right so we got uh let's bang this out i don't really have any news stories i don't have any wisdom pass on you kids but i'm gonna i'm gonna help out the ladies here so adam piggott of pushing rubber downhill.com fame uh we went and hang out with him and then uh we did some celebrity guest asshole consulting with him and the great one <clears throat> and uh one was uh, the request was a young lady now i remember it was a young lady she was either uh, East Indian or Pakistani or maybe even Bangladeshi or Sri Lankan descent from that area there south of the Himalayas. And she was majoring in computer science and she wanted to get married. And uh, she wanted to know, I forget even what the question was like, should I pursue this? It wasn't, it wasn't an if or, or an and, but it was, it was basically, am I on the right path or what do I got to do to get married? And we gave her the standard advice, thin, 
back up into this uh, long hair, be feminine, be nice, don't have student loan debt, blah, blah, blah. And uh, <clears throat> I was kind of like, well, you're kind of the real deal. She sent a picture. She's a, a pretty woman, pretty enough. And she was majoring in computer science. So I'm like, dude, it, you know, you, you can maybe be choosy here and keep an eye out for the guys. It's a great environment to be in to find quality men. Uh, a computer science program because those guys are going to go and make some good money. They're uh, uh, obviously smarter than the average bear. Uh, also, I didn't say it, but I mean, I'm looking back at it now. Uh, ethnically, if she would like to marry within her culture, uh, obviously computer science is disproportionately populated with um, uh, East Indians and, and uh, Pakistanis and the like of that. So, okay, that, that you got same. I believe in culture. I believe marrying within your culture, not race. Culture. Culture is very important. <clears throat> um, I even had a buddy. He's Vietnamese. Ethnically, he, he's American, born and raised in the United States, American as I am. He just happens to be of uh, Vietnamese descent. But uh, even though he was born and raised in the United States, was American as apple pie, he ended up going back to Vietnam where he had some relatives that set him up with a Vietnamese girl because he was he, – he dated and he did. He, dude, the guy – he threw himself on the beaches of Omaha. He he charged. He did everything he could, and he dated American women. It just didn't work out. And I think there was some wisdom that his ancestors, parents, grandparents, uncles, aunts, whoever knew about him, that even though born and bred in America, there were still uh, some, one could even say genetic or biophysiological traits, psychological traits that were... Uh, inherent to him that uh, they just got him a Vietnamese girl from Vietnam and there it works out a lot better. Um, anyway, neither here nor there, but this gal, I'm like, dude, you're doing everything you can, right? You're doing everything you can, right? I said, you just keep going, getting your STEM degree, uh, you know, go and date. You're going to have to put some time into that. You're going to have to train your eyes to look for a husband, not hotness, you know, look for a good stable guy. Blah, blah. And Adam Piggott was looking at, you could see the, the veins popping out of his forehead. He, he, he looked at me as if I was saying, go join the Nazi party and vote communism. He, he could not believe <laughs> what I was saying. Then he laid down a check because I listened to the Adam Pickett podcast at pushingrubberdownhill.com. And he had a, a sincere, legitimate 100% disagreement. And so I'm going to show you here <clears throat> for those of you. And uh, our team, that means conservative, libertarian, Republican, red pill, or whatever, that you can have disagreements and we can be civil about it and doesn't have to be uh, dramatic or anything. Actually, it could be constructive. So <clears throat> let's let's lay down the premise and, and hopefully Adam will agree. I don't want to misspeak about what he was saying, what his argument was, but let me recapture his argument. The first thing about Adam's argument is he's wrong because he's not me. I mean, obviously. <laughs> so uh but aside from that no his argument was that i was wrong that uh, a young woman today in, the, in particular case this gal uh should be majoring in stem his argument that if you wanted to get married as a, a young woman today that you should not go to college at all uh, and his arguments were legitimate, but I think his premises were flawed. Uh, the main one was that the cost of college was not worth it. Um, that if you went to college today, you'd be $150,000 in debt. 
Um, and that uh, with that, you would, and then your pursuit of careerism, and again, Adam, tell me if I'm wrong here, would detract your pursuit of finding a husband and a family. And um, I, I can't argue with the logic in that, that yeah, if you went $150,000 in debt and you became a careerist, you would be shooting yourself in the foot uh, to find a husband and have uh, a family raise children, if that's what you indeed wanted. But uh, again, I think those two premises are flawed. Uh, you can go to college today still affordably if you go to the local community college, knock out your prerequisites. And as long as you're not going to some high-end Harvard, <clears throat> MIT, or whatever, especially in the fields of computer science, uh, where it's not a physical engineering uh, program where you actually have to physically attend, you can probably get by really cheap. You could get a, 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 an affordable degree. Where I would agree with Adam is like, yes, if you're going to become a careerist and put your career ahead of family formation, well, then yes, then you probably need to reevaluate uh, your priorities in your decision um, because then you're not putting a husband and children and family first than, than you're putting, but that's your own personal decision. Uh, I think Adam's argument, again, don't want to quote him uh, and say something that he didn't say, is that <clears throat> women would be indoctrinated or brainwashed into putting their career and everything first and forward, uh, which would then, if deep down inside they wanted to get married and have children, would accidentally or unconsciously or propagandizedly Put that on the back burner, and then these women would uh, the then standard argument <clears throat> or forecast where you'd work, you pay off your student loans, you got to be a careerist, and then at thirty-five, you're starting to redline it a little bit with the the getting the eggs a little bit agey there, and uh, it takes a while to find a quality husband a lot of times, and so then you got your courtship, then you got to get married. Um, so now you're looking at the upper thirties to forties, and now you're really gambling with the dice and the traditional argument. If you want to get married, get married now, have kids now when you're younger and then go on and get the degree, um, which I'm not arguing with either because that's hard math. Uh, menopause cometh and I'm, it's kind of, it's kind of like compound interest with student loans. I'm, I'm amazed that college, college educated, I cannot have China build and import big enough quotes, air quotes for that. College educated kids don't understand how loans or compound interest works. And I really wonder today, like did women, women, young ladies, girls, I don't know, what, seventh, eighth grade, you take sex ed. Did you girls not know about menopause? Did you not know how that worked? Did you not? Didn't someone tell you? Because I could have swore somebody told you, but everyone seems to to ignore that. And, and and even though everything says, well, you should you should probably have kids earlier on, and and that's a big task having kids and family and husband and being a wife and everything. That's that's a big response. That's a full time job. I don't care what Hillary Clinton says. That is a full time job, and it's a very important job because raising kids is very fucking important. The most important thing ever. Not even not even debating that. Uh, that is the most important job is raising the next generation. But then kids go off to school. Uh, your, your eldest 
or I'm sorry, your youngest, uh, you ship them off, you're 30, and now they're off in the first or second grade. They don't really don't Then at 31, 32, 33, then go and pursue your degree. So I don't think Adam is disagreeing with me on that one. I don't think anyone disagrees with me on that, except for apparently all the women in the world was like, no, I'll do the career first, and then I'll gamble the dice with children. It's like, well, if children are pretty important to you, it's it's just a, a simple logical decision where it's like, well, okay, go have your kids now. And I don't believe the argument anymore. Well, then I'm dependent on a man. No, you're not. You voted in a huge social program, a huge social network of government programs uh, where you could just you could just live off the government. Women have been doing that. Single moms have been doing that for decades now. You don't really need a man. So I don't see, I mean, and I know that sounds cryptic or cynical or condescending. I'm not, I'm, I'm approaching it from a period logical perspective. Women don't need men today. You really don't. You have no risk. I mean, maybe you're not making, your husband's not making 150000 Maybe you're not getting that stipend or allowance from a rich husband who lets you go and drive your, your R8 or whatever the hell it is and you get your nails done. I, you know, the government check is not that, that generous, but you don't need a guy. I mean, the, here, here's here's WIC, here's wealth, here's everything you ever need. It's government programs. We have daycare, everything there. You don't, you really don't need a guy. So since there's no risk, I, I don't see, you know, even being cynical and being very pessimistic, young women today could go forth and get married with even the full knowledge and expectation. Eh, is it 50-50? This might be a starter marriage. A lot of them use that term. Oh, okay, well, then I go live off the government and, you know, I, you know, we'll take care of the kid. I mean, there's not a lot of financial, so that risk is gone. So the, I think we all agree, at least those of us who think about it, that if, if family formation is the most important thing in your life, women should focus on that when they're younger. <clears throat> then when they get older, they can always return to college. And because of the government safety net and government programs, there really isn't this, oh, I don't want to rely on a man. Well, you don't have to. You could divorce him, take him from the government. We'll even force him to give you all your money. You really don't. You know, as a truly mercenary economist, if you're a young woman looking to get, you want to have kids and, and you're looking at from finances and risk analysis, there really isn't a risk today in marrying a guy. I mean, the risk is to him. I mean, Rich Cooper just sent me the, or not Rich, uh, Terrence Pop. He posted the, some emails that his, his ex-wife sent him from quite some time ago. And I'm like, holy shit. That, that's just, you're like, oh, oh, no, no. Glad I got a vasectomy. Very glad I got a vasectomy. Um, but there is no risk. There's no risk. Now, where Adam and I do disagree, or I'm, I'm going to guess we disagree, is um, he is saying women should go to college at all, if they wanted to get married. <clears throat> and mine is more of one, not, not even of philosophy, more of time management, is, well, what the hell are they supposed to do? Because here's, here's the quandary. I know we all look at things from the guy's perspective here in the Older Brother podcast, but let's, let's be sympathetic and be intellectually honest and look at it from the girl's perspective. Okay, fine, women are not marriage material today, but what, you think boys are? The, the problem or the paradox uh, of... The argument that women should get married and have kids younger, like in their late teens and early 20s, okay, biologically that might be true, but sociologically and in their current environment, 
that's not going to happen because the exact same propaganda the women have been getting about college, 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 career, 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 the boys are getting the exact same thing. And whereas the women are not marriage material at such a young age, because we're not programming them to, we're not training them to, we're training them to go into college and education and all that. It's the same thing with the guys. We're not training young men. Let me ask you something, guys. Uh, when we could even go to the chat room, chat room, guys. Uh, one, if you were ready to be a father and a husband at 20, zero, if you're like, fuck no. Because <laughs> I don't know about you, but at 20, I could barely take care of myself. The environment, we don't make it like in the 1950s or the 1960s, you graduate from high school and there's a job for you at the factory. We shipped those jobs off long ago. Baby boomers could not wait to get rid of that shit. So whereas you could not even make the argument, it's 100% true. Biologically, uh, women are designed best to have kids in their late teens, early 20s, because uh, that's biologically how they're, they're made and they have less problems and complicated, younger, more energy. That would make sense on a timeline. The environment by which we've created, the communal we, um, there aren't men ready to get married. God almighty, these boys still live at home for fuck's sake until they're 30. Uh, and I, I, again, I feel bad. We can always complain about women with tattoos and obesity and nose rings. Have you seen the men? Have you seen the millennial boys? I'm not going to call them men. I mean, there are some millennial men. We know some true of you guys out there, military work hard, <clears throat> but you guys are definitely in the minority. And if we're talking about groups of people and policy, women in general, well, women should get married younger and earlier. Well, well, to who, to who? What, let's say you want to make this argument. There's a 20-year-old woman. She's very smart. She's very intelligent. But she wants, above all else, to have children and a family. I, it's a hard – I can't argue for her to go and find a husband because there's not enough husbands. We talk about wife marriage material. What about husband marriage material? And, again, I got to be intellectually honest. Again, I'm, <clears throat> I don't pick sides. I'm an economist. I look at things empirically. There are just not that many – boys out there today who are ready to get married now in some part it's because they're soy boys they're the try guys you don't want those guys they're not going to be fathers i mean at best they'll be sperm donors but they're not going to be masculine men. they're not going to be fathers another argument they're not mature enough uh the young people today are still living at home they don't know how to support themselves let alone take on the responsibility and risk of a family and a child um and then I would also argue from an environmental standpoint, what they're currently in right now, most young men are not going to be prepared to be married until their 30s and 40s because uh, they're finally stable. They're finally getting out of debt. They're finally able to support and take care of a family uh, and have you know enough income coming in that you could you could provide that a parent stays home, husband or wife, I don't care to take care of the kids. Well, that's, that's not possible until a man today hits his mid to late thirties, maybe even his forties because they're finally out of student loan debt. They're finally making some traction. And that's the environment that baby boomers have put on us. You know, you're not allowed. You just can't do it. So I am very sympathetic towards young women today and young men today. If you wanted to get married about your only chance to do this idealistic you know, breed when it's biologically best for you to do so. You got to find like a, a Mormon group or a religious group where um, that support structure, the environment is there. 
uh, about the only other way, and this kind of reverts back to the olden days, is women of today of birthing age, like, you know, you're 20, you're going to have to find a guy in his mid to late 30s who's established, which, which is what happened commonly back in the day. Although a lot of times when she was 15 and he was 32, you're like, uh, yeah, don't know if I'm for that. <laughs> uh, but that's such a small percentage of the population. Uh, I think that the debate is actually academic and moot. I mean, we could talk a shoulda land all day. Yeah, women should be, you know, genetically, biologically speaking, women should be breeding, you know, early 20s. That's what they should be doing. And they should be then getting their career after they raise their kids by 30 or 32, 33. And, and they got plenty of life uh, after that to become a professional and or their career. Because uh, women live longer than men because they put us in a grave early. Because that's what they do. I, it's That is... As plain as a physics calculation, as plain as a, a chemical equation, that, that, that much is obvious. But you throw in today's sociological environment, um, it's not possible. And so from a more practical and functional view, even idealistic view, <clears throat> my argument to answer uh, Adam Piggott's uh, challenge was these girls are going to have to do something because there's not enough. If, if we're to take a lot of women in the ideal world and they want to get married when they're younger and earlier, uh, let's just say they, some came in the air and now all women want to get married and start families with There's not enough men who are marriage candidates, quality male marriage material to be supporting fathers and husbands. Um, Oh shit. What was I going to go with this? Oh, and especially given this environment, exactly what are women, young women, young ladies supposed to do? You, you, you can't just <clears throat> go on the husband hunt because I argue there's not enough husbands out there in the market right now at that age, unless they're going to target older. And even then, I think the older guys are kind of so beat up and, and burned. They're kind of, uh, no, <laughs> yeah, no, there's not a lot of family focused guys. Right. And remember, keep in mind, guys, Guys are the ones that propose. I mean, I love how they say marriage rates are going down. And, oh, yeah, it's because men don't want it. I mean, so there's there's not a lot of demand to get married either on the male equation. So I don't think there's the husbands that are going to be ready and waiting for these girls. And then how long does husband hunting take? You know, if as long as you stay in shape and you're good looking, thin, blah, blah, blah. We've talked about it before. Nice to be in your long hair, no tattoos, no bull nose period, no crazy hair colors. You can pretty much find any guy. And that's not going to consume eight hours a week. So what are these girls supposed to do? They graduate from high school and then twiddle their thumb. They got to do something. My, my argument is more of a, a time management or <clears throat> a time occupation thing. You could make the argument they should go work, make money. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll grant you with that. They'll come out at least in the short and medium term ahead of their, their peers. They'll certainly, I'll tell you this, any young lady that wants to just go work, waitressing even you know and i pick on them if you want to be a barista you're if you just go work as a barista or just go work period live at home save your money um you're going to come out financially ahead for the rest of your life ahead of your liberal arts and humanities majoring peers you'll do way better uh than them that's why i argue with my book worthless because <clears throat> june is worthless degree awareness month because i hate the women's i hate the women's i don't want them to, but 
they're going to have extra time. Millions, of, you can't just expect young ladies graduate from high school, like, okay, and I'll just wait for a husband because when they're not there, they're not going to show up and you could do all the husband hunting in the world you want. Chances are you're not going to find it. And so in the meantime, if you're going to do some, I can't think of a better investment of one's time and money, assuming you're not blowing it on $100,000. I mean, you, you do it affordably. You do it online. You do it the cheap way. You clip. Maybe go in the military, get the GI Bill. Oh, Adam's probably spinning in his grave because he's older than me. He's probably already halfway to his grave by now. That I recommend women join the military. I'm sorry. I have to argue that women are not non-sentient entities. They are sentient. They are humans, just like, well, maybe not just like male. They're different, obviously. But I, I'm sorry. I have to look at the empirical evidence in my experiences, what I've ran into with women and there are smart women. The smartest person I know is a woman. I think by now she has her doctorate in electrical engineering and um, in all argument and fairness, she might be dead because she wasn't, wasn't there uh, mentally all that great. Um, but I can't deny my experiences with women. I can't deny that women are independent, sentient entities, humans. And you can't just sit there, twiddle your goddamn thumb. Now, a lot of them can. I'll, now, I'll grant you this. A lot of them can go watch The Price is Right. Oh, a lot of them can go watch um, the television shows, the daytime uh, soap operas. They can watch Days of Our Lives, okay? Just like guys can watch sports ball. All right, fine. We're not talking about that. I want to, because I'm all for the individual, There is, there are some women out there who are intelligent and capable of greater things. And their lives should not be condemned to, you no, know, you, you stay at home and wait for the husband, you know, go to the husband store, wait for the husband truck to show up, and then go buy yourself a husband. It doesn't work that way. There's going to be this huge amount of time, especially their youth, that is just going to be open because there isn't, there isn't a marriage market anymore. Men are going to the marriage market, not like they used to. And so for a more practical and functional thing, uh, Adam says it's, it's a plan B and his thing would be a plan A. I don't know if it's a plan B or insurance. It's more just like, well, you can't let your brain stagnate. Male or female, you got to go do something. And, you know, you could, you could have hobbies like, I like to travel and I'll mock and ridicule that all day. But I cannot uh, belittle, mock, ridicule, or critique a young woman's desire to go into a, a high paying field or get a, a, an education that is practical because there's no downside. Again, again, assuming you're not going into crippling levels of debt. Now, I'll grant Adam that's, yeah, if you're going to get $200,000 debt because you want to go to, you know, private McPrivate school, uh, well, okay, then you're a fool, right? But the local gal who wants to go to community college and maybe pay 5000 a year. Um, to get her associates in computer networking. You go, girl. Uh, the girl who wants to go become an accountant because she watched Chad Elkins. She's like, oh, my God, he's so pretty. I want to be like Chad Elkins when I grow up, except with tits. Go. Absolutely. Go. And here's the other thing. What? Okay, fine. The woman then has the kids. And then the kids leave in the ideal world. You know, she's in her early to mid-30s. What's she supposed to do for the remaining 60-odd years of her life? Crochet? I, I think Adam fails to see 
the financial benefits of having a woman that actually has the the money herself to take care of herself and doesn't rely on you. I now he's all like, but that's the whole point. That you need you need to be put together and forced by poverty to, so that the woman depends on the man, man depends on the woman, that kind of thing. I mean, okay, there there might be that psychological argument there. Uh but I I see maybe I'm just too much of an economist and not enough of a psychologist, but I think women making money is a great thing. I think women in STEM is a great. I think women in the trades is a great idea. I want. Why would you not want? Okay, the kids are gone. They're out of the house. She did her wifely duties, her motherly duties. What's again? What is she supposed to do? Twiddle her thumbs for the next sixty years? I mean, the the modern day conveniences. They're not even modern anymore. But you know, vacuum cleaners, dishwashers, homekeeping doesn't take. A full-time job. Women, I think, need agency and purpose. They need to have something to do. And may I make the argument in the case, you know, maybe pickets against women having an education and a career. Where would you rather have them, Adam? In STEM or the trades or accounting or dentistry or being a surgeon or whatever? Or do you want them in the social sciences or teachers where they just go and they suck more off the government tit and brainwash the little kitties into voting against you? If you got women into STEM, their paychecks, and then they'd look like, hey, what's this net pay thing? Like, ah, oh, you know, all that crap you voted for? Yeah, that's what happens when you make 100000 That's where your money goes. Uh, so from every kind of logical argument I could see, even moral argument, I, I don't think women should be denied education. I mean, no. It's not going to happen. I know a lot of people that I go, oh, women shouldn't have the right to vote. No one's coming for your right to vote, ladies. And I'll be the first to defend it. Um, I wish you would vote differently. I wish you would educate yourself and stop being so emotional in your voting. <clears throat> I have different policies and philosophies about who should vote. It'd be basically, do you pay taxes or not? That's, that's what I would argue. Um, and, and no one's going to come for you to say, no, don't become educated. I would argue there should be no government loans or financing given to people who major in stupid shit. Uh, but I think women should have every every right to go and pursue an educate as long as it's in something worthwhile. I would totally agree with Adam if he's like, women should not be majoring in the social sciences and humanities. I mean, nobody should. And you're right. Then there shouldn't be any money given to that because it's worthless. You don't contribute anything. You don't make no money and just ruin your life and you... you get brainwashed into hating your fellow man and uh, male and female. Um, but yeah, in today's world, because men are not ready to get married, young women are facing a paradox or a quandary. It's like, yeah, you, even if you wanted to be the marriage type, there's not that many marriageable men out there. And so in the meantime, I think a very wise use of your time and your money and resources is to get yourself a degree. Adam says <clears throat> the parents should finance a home. That's not the worst thing. Um, especially if, you know, again, it really does depend on the degree. Um, but then you're not dependent. You're relying on your parents. Uh, I, I just, maybe, maybe I'm too idealistic. I think women are capable because I've seen it. Women are capable of doing great things. They're capable of working. Maybe they're not all going to become a Jesse Price and work in the Bakken oil fields. But women make great accountants. They make great auditors. I mean, they just can't wait to find something wrong with you. <laughs> I do. I, I hire exclusively female editors for my books 
because they, they're good at finding every possible flaw a man had ever made. Now, it's debatable if you had a female author, if the women would look that closely, because like, ah, you go, sister. No, that, that typo's fine. But if Aaron Cleary has the wrong word or the wrong apostle, your versus war, oh my gosh, they're right on that shit. You get all right, all right, Jesus Christ. So that's about it. So there, I, yeah, I, I, that's that's my argument. Um, you know, Pickett's wrong, but that's all right. We're allowed to, we're allowed to be wrong and disagree. Uh, it's uh, you know, it, it's uh, and you know what? Here's 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 the more important thing. I don't think Adam is going to get his tits in a bundle over me disagreeing with him or my argument. I I think I hope he might disagree. He might even disagree vehemently. But we're not going to, oh, fuck that pig. Go oh, fuck Larry. Fuck that. It's just like, no. God almighty, how boring would it be? That's the one thing. It's like, actually, I like people who disagree with me. I like it. Well, not this idiot Twitter brigade where, again, we're going to pick on my hat. <laughs> okay. Pick on the hat. <laughs> uh, but when there's true, genuine intellectual discourse, I think that's where, the brains are pulled out. We got to kind of fail. Well, why do you just, you're, you're no dummy. Why do you, why do you think that way? Am I missing something? Are you missing something? What, why, how come we came to different conclusions? Very interesting. I, I think that's, that's more interesting. But I mean, if you're looking for the simple answer, well, Adam Pickett is wrong. Cause he's not me. Duh. He doesn't even like Irish spring for God's sake. You, oh, and by the way, Adam, I'll tell you this a little bit about him. So, um, we're down in Louisiana. It's hot and, and muggy. And uh, I had some deodorant and I think I ran out. I'm like, hey, can I borrow some deodorant? And you could see him being pained. I didn't know why he was originally pained that I wanted to borrow some deodorant. He was like, hey, just give me a stick of deodorant. I mean, you're like, it's a gross. I mean, don't worry. You know, we're not going to catch the, the the armpit herpes or whatever. And then I, he's like, okay, try it. And I tried this really good deodorant called Hermes. Really good deodorant. I'm like, wow, this smells very nice. This is very, very nice uh, deodorant. And um, then he's like, oh, yeah, man, you can't, you can't have that Old Spice, you know, because I have Old Spice because it's cheap and I like it. Yeah, you got to get Hermes, Hermes. You have to expend some money, gentlemen. And I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm going to, I'm not going to tell the GEF. I'm going to get this Hermes deodorant. I'm just going to order. I'm going to put it on and see if she noticed. You know, like a nice little surprise because, you know, Old Spice does fine. Irish Spring does just fine, by the way, gentlemen. Uh, but I thought, okay, you know what? I'll get, I'll get the Hermes and, and I'll go online. So I go online to look at what it costs. It's 45 fucking dollars. And, and then with shipping and handling, let's just add another six bucks. Let's call it fi 50 bucks for one stick of deodorant. Uh, no, 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 I'm not. No. And Adam's right. Adam was telling us the story when he went, uh, whitewater rafting guiding. He was a whitewater rafter, and then they were interviewing clients, and they had a really cute gal that every guy liked, and she had to go in and say something she liked and disliked about each guy who was in the whitewater rafting group. And when she got to Adam, she said, Adam smells the nice, uh, the nicest. He smells the best. And he asked her if that means something. She's like, oh, yeah, which I understand. Of course, hygiene, uh, if you're going to go down on the junk, you know, obviously you want to smell nice and good hygiene. But for $45, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Do you know how much Irish Spring you could buy for $45? You could get three years supply of Irish Spring, Adam. 
It's just rolling. Oh, all right. Let's get to the super chats real quick. <clears throat> There's Atham. Uh, Gino Ruffolo for $9.99. Thanks, Gino. Hey, Cappy, here's a cigar and a drink on me. Cheers. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. That's uh, very kind of you to buy that. Um, let's scroll down. Nonstop Dre 360, a regular of ours, for $4.99. That bothered me as a 22-year-old uh, United States Marine Corvette in college for computer science, seeing how spineless and cocked, cucked. Oh, he has to spell it cocked. Most males are in society. Yeah, that's 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 the way it is, guys. That's just the way it is now. Um, I've given up. Uh, I was kind of really down looking at all the ugly people uh, when I was well at the airport, and then from there on out. And um, yeah, it's just how it is. The the, the men are. I don't know. It, it's it's kind of like scenery. You know, I, I, I want good architecture and I want to see. I'm not saying everyone's got to be a 10, but can I just not see the soy boy with the glasses and, and the limp wristed and the, the tight sweatpants with the sneakers? Can can we just see gals that aren't morbidly obese? And that's all the, the, the again, pointing out to Adam Piggott, what choice do these girls have? They either get fat, bearded, Basement dwellers are these frail, limpy soy boys with tucked in sweatpants and sneakers. The legs look like goddamn toothpicks. I uh, <clears throat> I feel bad, but then I got to look at it where it's, it's just like, God, this is not a society. I don't want to fight for an ugly society. I don't. There's a, a level of respect and decorum that comes in with making yourself presentable in, in public. Um, that's just not the case here. Guns and poker, ba ba ba. Speak right. Oh, no more super chats. All right, cool. Uh, let me go through the. Let me go through the sponsors. Let's get the sponsors out of the way. We got a new sponsor. Oh, hang on. Let me do this. I'm gonna do an open. Look, it's an open thing video. The opening. Um, this is four pillars of the neo renaissance man: self mastery in the dark age of decadence. Written by Eric. Uh, Desloris, Desloris. So there you go. There's a gentleman <clears throat> with that. And the subtopics are responsibility, vision, mission, and purpose. I haven't read it. I just pulled it out of the book. 127 pages. I like these sizes of books. I agree that because I have a ton of ideas that this is about the right size of the book. You don't need thick pieces of book. Um, he could, yeah. He makes his case. He makes his argument. Here's his argument. Uh, you can find it on Amazon, of course. Four Pillars of the Neo-Renaissance Man, Self-Mastery in the Dark Age of Decadent, Decadence. Eric De Des, Desleries? Desleurs? Why can't everyone have a simple last name like mine? All right, so we got that. Let's take a look at the Twitter. <clears throat> Let's see what chaos is happening with the Twitter. Please make this go viral. Please make it go international. Sixty nine. <laughs> Still going. Uh, example of Trump right wing project. I'm not a Trump fan. I'm very. Uh, 
that's this is oh man how many do we have i'm kind of curious how many views Oh, there we go. Over 8,200. Hey, guys, by the way, follow me on Twitter. <clears throat> if I hit 10,000, something happens. I don't know what. 1.4 thousand comments. Good Lord. 333 likes. It just keeps rolling. Did I put asshole consulting on it? Please tell me I put asshole consulting on this one. Please tell me people are going to my site. I didn't put cow. See, that's what it, I'm thinking. Like, this would be common. This ain't going to be that popular of a tweet. And then that one goes viral. Honest to God. All right. Should we go uh, do some asshole consulting? <clears throat> oh, wait. Maybe I should do the sponsors. Let's go do the sponsors. God damn. I did that. Um, Masculine Geek, check out those guys. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Subscribe to this YouTube channel. Like the video if you guys are in the. Uh, Listening audience. Going home to Cherry Valley. That's on Lulu. Written by M.L. Lewis. It's about a man who leaves his wife to start his family anew in the town of Cherry Valley. And then she comes back. Uh, I haven't read it, but uh, maybe you would like it. I think it's like the Harlequin romance. Or maybe not romance. The Harlequin anti-romance novel for uh, Red Pill Men. Cafe Richese. Dot com. Cafe Rich. S-A-E-S-S-E. Cafe Rich. S-A-E-S-S-E. Dot com. I've gotten his uh, coffee in the mail. Very good coffee. We tried the third uh, bag, and it is very good. Oh, I should get some more coffee. Let me finish the tea. You know what? I'm going to get coffee. Hang on. Rubber duckies, you're the one. You make bath time lots of fun. Rubber ducky. Do, 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 do. Hey guys. Um, let's get this done here. What Kavanaugh still in the news? What's happening with him? <sighs> Let 
I'm often in love with you. Uh, <laughs> I can't read this article. It's great. Or this email. It's great. Let's go through the. Brian, I haven't forgotten your video request. I know you want me just to smoke a cigar and have a drink, uh, but I can't do it at the apartment because there's no smoking allowed and um, they don't drink anymore. So I'll have to do it uh, in South Dakota. So it might be a bit. Video request. That was a long one. Okay, let me take a drag of my coffee here. Hello, asshole. My name is James, 19-year-old black American. There you go. Black American, not African American. You're proud. <clears throat> we don't have time for seven unnecessary syllables. That lives near Montreal. I have IQ of 127, and I'm about to receive a high school diploma for adult education. Also, I read your books, Bachelor Pad Economics. Black man's got a poverty, cursed with high IQ and worthless. I really enjoy videos. Well, thank you. Uh, but here's the situation at hand. I've been studying... I've been a student of Seth Himes' digital marketing course since about early January 2019. I've studied it like a madman and now ready to start applying for jobs and or look for freelance gigs. And since I was in an English adult education letter, not because I'm a lazy pothead, but because of the French. So how are you American uh, black, but you're in Canada? Shitty French said, wasting my life in French immersion schools. Ah, dude, those immersion programs suck. You don't, that fucking. Our five-year-old child's in a French immersion program. Like, well, good fucking luck. We don't, we don't speak French here. <laughs> they didn't give me homework. Thus, I was able to work minimum wage part-time jobs and work on Seth's course at the same time. Outstanding. This led me to be so driven. Hang on. Check it, check, check. All right, good. We're still... Uh, especially since I had a plan this summer, once I graduate to start working, getting experience in digital marketing, but here's the kicker, my Cameroonian parents, and especially my mom. Oh, here we go. Oh, is this, is this the, uh, we, we hate our country so much. We can't wait to get to a Western country, but when we get there, we're going to still hold on to our shitty crap hole that we escaped country from ways. As you've said in your video, when you live in your parents' house, you are their bitch. Yes, that is true. And that's kind of how I had to suck up to their request. For instance, my mom signed me up for World Youth Day in Panama City. Panama? Holy shit, you got to fly all the way. What? The that sounds boring as hell. Granted, it was a great experience, especially seeing people from countries around the world praise the Lord and be in the presence of Pope Francis. Oh, the Pope was down there, not to mention it's always important to travel. Yeah, but did you really want to go there? However, there was times I felt extremely lonely because I couldn't connect with anybody from my Montreal, Canada group. They were all religious freaks. Oh, okay. So were you, okay, you're Christian or I'm presuming uh, somehow a missionary got there and your parents, I mean, this, religion is good because it structures you and gives you discipline and financial consequences, good financial consequences, consequences come from that, but then you get religious freaks. They were all religious freaks who either had pictures of the Virgin Mary on their phone, major in one of those degrees like philosophy, criminal justice, theater, marketing, communications, were priests who were very eccentric or had a love affection for 
Don Bosco. Who's Don Bosco? Don Bosco. This guy's dead. He's been dead a long time. He, was, he died in 1888. Why do they have a crush on this guy? Huh? Hell, even when I was forced to attend the many religious events there as a group, uh, I would listen to podcasts while priests would give their bullshit advice. <laughs> to this day, I still tell myself, if I was with people from Seth's course on the same trip, I would have been way better. Dude, I've hung out with Seth. Me and Seth have hung out... Um, and we've hung out with our peeps. Yeah, we are a way better, more fun group of people. A couple of weeks for the Panama trip, I lose my job at a place because my manager, who is a high school Colombian student, simply didn't like me for no reason. It probably had to do with the curse of the high IQs you mentioned in your book, or maybe because I was the only person working there who wasn't fluent in French. I mean, I speak good French to clients. Regardless, he was an ass kisser, and I didn't let getting fired deteriorate me and just accepted reality for what was. Yeah. I mean, what, what's your, it sounds like a shit job. So what you got fired from your shit job. I mean, it really doesn't mean anything. You're in high school. Two days later after firing in March, I found another job as a dishwasher. It was a job that many people had quit before and I could see why it was shit. My back would hurt and I had cuts in my fingers and sometimes bled out, but I knew this job was going to help me with my grind on Seth's course. Also the unemployment rate in Quebec is 4%. So it's hard to find a job during the spring, especially if you're not French. Well, if it's that low, it should be easy to find a job. Uh, I'm still trying to figure out how you ended up. If you're an American, how'd you end up in Canada? Can you come back? Can you come to the U.S.? Uh, but again, my mother comes into play back in 2018. She said we were going to Cameroon, Africa in early July, along with everybody in the family. She wasn't lying, although she already... She wasn't lying, though, as she already, with her two birth daughters, booked our tickets, not to mention my American siblings and I got yellow fever preventer shots from a doctor. <laughs> but here's the reason why I hate this idea. I'm going to a third world shithole, as Donald Trump calls it. Well, that's what it is. It, it, it doesn't mean Donald Trump called That's what it is for five weeks. Five weeks? Oh, my God. Any place would get boring after five weeks. Yes, it's a place that my parents grew up, and I should experience it from family vacation. But then again, they were extremely poor when they were there. It's like if you were Cappy and had Venezuelan parents growing up, and they forced you to visit the country for five weeks, would you accept it? I'd, God, five weeks is a long time. I say, look, can I just go for two? And then I go travel around the rest of Africa, frankly. Um, I listened to my mom before to travel to a country. I felt distraught due to the loneliness for a week. Imagine five. Well, you're going to be with your family. My older sister... Yes, I have many siblings because all my parents gave birth to kids they couldn't afford. Well, that's why Cameroon is just such a wonderful place. Who will call blank has a wedding at the same time of the trip. Uh, she is my father's daughter because he had a wife before my mom. This just sounds so fucked up. Not to mention my father with his two wives has had over 10 plus kids combined. I can't imagine why Cameroon is a third world shithole. Everybody focuses on the numerator when it comes to income or wealth per capita. No one looks at the denominator, the number of capita being born. If everybody had like two kids each, you'd be amazed what standards of living would increase by. And with my birth mother, she has eight, even with my mother's religious. So she has a God will provide type mentality. No, she's a parasite and has ran off to her. She doesn't believe in God. She's abusing religion. I guarantee you. Even my, even worse, my father is a pushover and lets my mom get everything she wants. There's a reason why I and many others take advice from you. Yeah, no, I, I understand. Speaking of which, my mom purposely dodged the wedding because she doesn't like my father's old wife. 
Thus, in the process, she also doesn't like my sister, my brother, and another older sister who works as an engineer. Oh, good for her. Good for her. True, my sister could be a nutcase at times, but at least she and the guy babysat us back in New York. My parents were working long hours. Those aren't the real names, by the way. I'm still going to anonymize it. Uh, for one day I come home from my dishwashing job, my mom asked me for 100 to feed her grandma in Africa, who I've never seen in my life. Yeah, bullshit. She said she couldn't do it because she gets maternal leave money, and that is enough. Yeah, yes, Cappy, you heard that right. My mom, who was in her mid-40s, and my dad, who was in his early 60s, had another child in February. Because that's the solution to poverty is to have more kids. She also says, your father, your uncle, your sisters, and Lord do it too. No, dude, you got to get out. You got to get out, man. You got to get out. Um, Albeit it's a nice deed to give money to people. No, it's not. It's not. Fuck charity. Charity never solved anything. It doesn't solve anything. It enables and perpetuates people's problems. That's what charity does. But she's the same person I complained. I was working 7-Eleven shifts. Not to mention I was coming home late every weekend. She wanted me to quit. So I told her I'd rather give up some money instead of giving 100. Not to mention I have many things to pay for like a bus card food because my mom's too lazy to cook and Seth course. <laughs> but then she replied, dude, this is long and it's drama and it's petty and bullshit, which means you should get out of it. Do you think it's a good thing to not give money to your starving grandma or a bad thing to do? Well, the grandma shouldn't have had so many damn kids. So after an hour of pyramid scheme-like tactics and saying, when I die, who's going to help her? I gave her the money not once, but twice. She also said, if I give her 100, grandma will have more rice. <laughs> okay, this is going to sound very cynical, very dark of me. Maybe some population shouldn't live. Okay? Just think about this. Don't, don't take this the wrong way. If you have to, if, if your grandmother, after 70 years of life, has not set up a financial situation that now she needs her grandchildren to donate $100 for rice, do you think, see, look, I'm smart enough to end the Clary line here. I looked at it, I'm like, fuck this, there's way too much alcoholism and problems and poverty. We're ending it. I'm not putting kids through this shit, all right? I had a vasectomy, right? Maybe, maybe you shouldn't do the same. So I'm, I know you're probably smarter. I know that everybody's listening is pretty smart. I'm not saying don't have a kid or two, but can we all agree that it was a really fucking stupid idea for both of your parents to have 18 kids in total? Lord knows how many your grandma had because now ain't nobody got no money. Just pointing it out. Just pointing it out. Uh... There's a reason I never expressed her problems to her because she will simply gossip out to her older sister, blah, blah, blah. That's why you, I come to you, asshole. Five, I listen to her again. Why are you listening to her? One rule, one rule that everybody should look at is if your parents try to give you advice about finances, uh, look at their current financial situation and ask, do you want to become them? It's one thing if your parents said, look, don't do what we did. I think the number one thing parents could tell their children is like, don't have as many kids as we did. Just don't don't do what we monkey see monkey don't do then you know they're being honest because like, look don't end up like fuck ups like us but if like like you should really dang you should blah, blah. it's like really because i look at you and like you're in debt and you're asking your kids for money go fuck yourself i don't want to become you <clears throat> told me to text my boss that i couldn't come into work on a saturday to attend my sister's graduation i was down to work that day but i complied to my mom again and was upset my decision Dude, you, you nailed it on the head earlier. If you live at home, you're their bitch. The question is, would you not be better off not living at home? 
Again, join the military. U.S. or Canadian. Just get the fuck up. I could tell you, Cappy, you're going to kick my ass right now. No, because I, I, I understand you're, you're a high school kid. It, 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 I'm not going to kick your ass because to ask a 16-year-old, 17-year-old boy or girl that you got to leave your family because your family is parasiting off of you, your parents are bad. I mean, that's they should be supporting you. Um, so I'm not going to kick your ass. It's a, it's a rock and a hard place. Also, I abhor my mom's relationship with my sister and another sister. The three are like best friends. They speak the African language, the gossip about everybody. In the dude, 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 you're complaining about people gossiping, which means you're a gossiper. Okay? They're going to gossip. Cut them off. Too bad. Ignore it. Uh, Grant, uh, my mom gets very aggressive at me and my siblings to impress them. Granted, this is very prevalent in many black families. But I don't like surrounding myself with that. Well, then leave. You're going to have to leave. You know that the solution inevitably is coming is you have to leave. Yes, my sister got her degree in engineering, and I'm proud she chose the STEM field. Good for her. However, I could have gone to work that day, and things would have been made simple. And so my boss getting mad at me. Yeah, you have an obligation to your – look, <clears throat> your mom obviously has no connection with uh, responsibility, uh, financial responsibility, and going to work to making ends meet. Because apparently she's just shirked her duties the entire time. And somebody's bailed her out to the order of eight kids. Could be your dad. Could be the government. Whatever. Uh, but you can look at your mom who's borrowing money from you and say, is this, is this the end result that you want? <clears throat> You're going to have to leave. Uh, use the tool to get digital marketing building site, Google ads, blah, blah, blah. As you can tell, I don't want to surround myself with not only my mother, but other members of my family. I completely agree. I honestly don't want to go to Africa. Then don't. Yes, family is truly important. We'll always be there, but I'd rather just be separated from them. Plus, there are huge distractions and burden to anything I want to do in my life. And after 19 years, I feel it's important to get a break from them, live alone, embrace the beauty of minimalism. Amen, brother. There you go. 100% correct. I'm not saying I hate my family. No, I, I totally understand. You don't hate your family. That's just your family. You got to get the fuck away. I understand. My mother raised me and my American siblings in the ghetto part of New Jersey when my father was in Kanukistan. So I appreciate her for that. However, I'm simply done with the bullshit. Question time. Should I move out of my parents' house ASAP once I find a digital marketing job and skip the Africa trip or suck it up, go to Africa in early July? Well, that's got to be hot there, I'd imagine. That's got to be really hot. I'm possibly freelance before I'm there. Moving out, cons, disappointing. Dude, uh, you're going to disappoint your family no matter what you do because you're not going to be paying into the kitty um, and being at your mom's beck and call. Uh, moms especially have this kind of like sick slave owner slave or slave slave master kind of relationship. Like their little kids have to do what they say. Otherwise, you know. Um, you're going to piss off your mom to a lesser extent, your dad, when, no matter when you leave. Uh, so if you really don't want to go to the African trip, I wouldn't go. I, I mean, I would go for like a week or two. Oh, okay. This is where our lineage is from. This is grandma. This is this should hold mud hut that we came from. Thank God for Western civilization. You'll really appreciate America or Canada. Uh, more and, and so I think maybe you could go, but see if you could come back like three weeks early. Five weeks is way too damn long. How are they affording five week vacation? I mean, you'll get bored unless you're allowed to travel around and check out other parts of Africa, but you're going to get bored. Um, but inevitably, the choice when whenever you leave the house, whether it's saying no, I don't want to go to the African trip, 
or you want to join the military or you're going to get your own place, your mom's going to get pissed off uh, because she views you as a slave. I hate to say that, but that's what she really views you as. Asking you for money, asking for your grandmother to give you money. You got to be here. You got to help the fuck that bullshit. Uh, do you want to be a slave for the rest of your life is really what it boils down to. And I'm presuming no. So I would, yeah, you're going to have to move out on your own. It's going to suck. It's going to suck. Uh, but you're going to have to work. You're going to have to pay your own rent. You have to buy your own food. You're not going to get any help. They're going to ask you for more help. They're not going to help you. That's what I get a kick out of with a lot of families like this where they're asking the kids to, to bail them out. They're like, well, I don't know if I could live on my own. I'm like, you can't afford not to. Your parents are parasiting off of you. You'd you be ahead financially. But I'd also argue you, if you're an American citizen, I'd also strongly recommend you look in the U.S. military because that's the quickest way out with three squares a day and a guy yelling down your throat. Um, but yeah, you're going to have to leave, and I would not suck it up and go to Africa because if it, then, then it'll be just something else. The point in time is coming that you're going to have to leave your family uh, no matter what. Uh, and your mom's going to get pissed off and put up a fuss. And you're going to have to face that no matter what. And I'd rather have something like the military backing you up where it's like, yeah, come here. We got, we got plans for you, boy. <laughs> come on in. <laughs> see that hill? Yeah, see this weight? Yeah, you're going to run up and down a couple of times. And, uh, but yeah, I, I, would, I would definitely be going either Seth Hines course, so you can make some money digital marketing, make some money and live on your own, work some kind of crap job, live on your own, um, or join the military and live on your own. But yeah, your, your goal is to get out, get out. What would be good is if they're gone in uh, Cameroon, you have five weeks where you can just get an escape plan together, find your own place, get a job, and your mom's not going to be breathing down your throat. So there you go. Um... Academiccomposition.com, go there. Uh, he needs to hire some people. Uh, Alexi emailed me and says, hey, can you, uh, can you uh, post this advertisement on your blog? I say, yeah, sure. So go to academiccomposition.com if you either need somebody to write your papers for you or you're looking to write and do some marketing. So um, job or as a client. Themensadvocate.net, check out that website, themensadvocate.net. The Pence Principle. Uh, lessons all men must learn from Ford Kavanaugh. Um, I don't have a copy of that book. Basically how not to get falsely accused of rape and not to go through what Brett Kavanaugh did. Uh, financial longevity. Your guide to securing your family's financial future written by Dantarius Owens. Find that on amazon.com. RDKlegal.com. Go there before you get married. Before. You're about to get divorced. Are you thinking about divorce? Go to rdklegal.com, rdklegal.com, if you live in Illinois or Florida. That's where he's licensed. We got my books, Reconnaissance Man, The Black Man's Got Out of Poverty, Black, uh, Bachelor Pad Economics, Blackler Pad, <laughs> a black exploitation book, Bachelor Pad Economics, Worthless, Young Person's Indispensable Guide to Choosing the Right Major, Enjoy the Decline, Curse of the High IQ, Poor Richard's Retirement, and if you read them all, please review them online. Reviews help and all that other good stuff. Also, our good buddy Adam Pickett's book, Run Guts, Pull Cones. I'm pushing rubber downhill. That last one, pushing rubber downhill, is an absolute mandatory book to read. We have the League of Extraordinary Podcasters, 405media.com, financialsurvivalnetwork.com, Conto Talk, starring Silvio Conto, franksurvey.com, O'Shea Jackson on YouTube, Economic Invincibility, 
tjmartinell.com, world-class bullshitters, entrepreneurs in cars, podcast.michaelkingswood.com, or you just go to noncommunistsciencefiction.com, the safety doc, Dr. David Perot. I got to download his podcast. I'll do that. And then the goddamn bacon, not the goddamned bacon, the goddamn bacon.com. Tune in there. All right. Final round for super chats. And then I'm going to get the hell out of here. There's Dr. Dre's. Saw a couple more down here. Bealbug, Aaron, thoughts on Christian healthcare sharing plans? Have you looked at these? I have, and the great Matt Baldoni uses one. Uh, I have looked at them, and um, I would like to do it, but it's kind of like the last thing to do on my mind. Uh, but I am for them. Definitely take a look at them. Save yourself some money. Uh, Journey Trials and Joys for $4.99. So I'm a security officer working. We'll finish my computer science bachelor's next year. All I have to do is work and save money. We'll have two hundred dollars in four years. This is why I'm saying... You don't have to go to an expensive college. You can do uh, college and come out ahead. Journey trials and joys for another four ninety nine. American women are not worth marrying. I just, I always just wanted to build a house, so I just saved money. I'm thirty five. Don't think I'll have a family. Well, if you're not gonna have a family, do you really need a house? Um, I'm thinking more like condo or little bachelor pad. Um, and before you do that. Go do your reconnaissance. Here. Reconnaissance, man. Get that book and read it, and then go visit all those states I tell you before you go and drop a quarter million dollars on something. Uh, but you don't really need a house if you don't want one. Nonstop Dre, 360. Your views on having to pay 185 for a college computer science textbook. Um, it's bullshit. And you should be able to find Iranian and Russian copies of PDFs online. Aaron, isn't that <clears throat> stealing? <clears throat> and uh, when people do the same thing with your books, it's like, yes, I understand that. Uh, but that's usury. And um, fuck big education. Just fuck them. 185 for a computer science textbook? Fuck that. Remember buying those big-ass textbooks and going and selling for pennies on the dollar? And that's it. There we go. All right. Cap is going to take a shower. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, subscribe, like, blah, 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 all that other stuff. We'll see you guys later. Toodles.